0: Music has been, and will continue to be, a universal language. Everyone on this earth has a song in their heart, and when we hear one on the radio that we love, or at a party, or with our friends, we sing and dance, and we laugh together. The Rice community is not just a group of friends, it is a family. And they are not an exception to the rule. These are the stories of their involvement with this little thing that we call music. Welcome, one and all, to the Musically Right podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about music and all of its components and why we love it with the right State community. Uh, students, faculty, alum, staff, literally whoever. Bring him on and we talk about it. My name is Maxwell Patton. I am the host forevermore of this podcast or until I graduate or maybe after, I don't know, at this point. And today I am uh, here with a, a very special guest, uh, definitely my biggest supporter here on this podcast. Um, uh, and I think you actually created a whole Snapchat group just to tell me and Tracy that we did a good job. Um, oh, I totally did. Uh, we have um, my fellow writer at The Guardian, Roxanne Reisner.
1: Hello, I'm Roxanne. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Longtime listener, big time fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um,
0: how are you doing today, Roxanne?
1: I'm pretty good. It was actually a terrible day, but I'm glad that I'm here now and like sitting down. I got stuck hmm. in my driveway pulling out. Ridiculous. I can't, I can't, I can't. It wasn't a good start. Oh. But, but we're going to talk about music now, so I'm completely down for this, and I am so excited because, you know, as my show choir shirt said from high school, music is my lifeline, so.
0: it's a very good one to have. Um, unfortunately, we're not recording this in this the WWSU studio like we usually do. Uh, we're actually recording this uh, at my house using Zengaster um, because Roxanne is a, a student from the Lake Campus. Uh, can you tell us what you are studying at Wright State?
1: Of course I can. Um, so as Maxwell said, I am at the Lake Campus. I am majoring in English with a concentration in literature. Um, after I graduate, which will be next year, 2022. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm going to be going on to Kent State to get my master's in library and information science, which is a fancy term for a librarian. (laughs) Very excited for it. That's Um, awesome. Yeah, but I've been at a library for the past five years. It's it's where I'm meant to be at, and I'm just glad that I can actually get a degree in it. Mm
0: -hmm. Which I think Uh so Roxanne how long have you been uh, attending Wright State? Uh
1: for the past 3 years. I graduated in 2018 from Coldwater High School which is like 17 minutes away from the Lake campus uh yeah from the Lake campus. So I'm still at home still commuting. I guess not anymore since I'm all online but y- you know not at the Dayton campus.
0: All right. Sorry. Right. Uh um, So how would you say that uh, Rice State University and your time here has changed the way you listen to music and really given you different musical listening habits?
1: Well, um, I'd say in the past three years of listening to music, my entire interest in music has just exploded. Like, I will be on Spotify, be on a Discover, like, playlist or whatnot... And as I'm doing homework, I'll just let it go. And if I hear a song that I like, I'll, I'll like it. It gets added to my playlist of likes. And then at the end of each week, I look back at what i all have. And I'm like, what is this music? But it's all stuff that I love because my, my tired brain really liked it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really helped me to expand what I listen to. And then meeting new people from Wright State as well. I've been stealing their music that they like. So I've been listening to their music as well. But the one song that I listen to on repeat, no matter what, whenever I'm writing an essay, would be um, The Merry-Go-Round of Life. It's um, it's the theme song for the Studio Ghibli movie House Moving Castle.
0: Oh yeah, that's And a good one. Like, there's
1: an hour version of it. And I just listen to it
0: on repeat. Like it's. I think uh, what I've been doing recently with like trying to do essays and all that. I mean, I can't really do it when I'm writing Guardian articles because I actually have to listen to the interview um, unless they like gave me like written responses. (laughs) But I use uh, Mario Kart music. Really? Because I think I saw a TikTok about this super recently. It was about like Mario Kart music actually makes you like more productive. So literally just pull up like a two-hour mix of Mario Kart Wii music on YouTube and then just like go. You get your French homework done like super easily. Hell I probably I think do that you that just night. changed
1: my life. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But are there are there good playlists of it? I don't know. I want to still be entertained while I'm doing homework. Um like I'm are gonna... there any songs that you can do and you're like, ah, oh, I don't like this Mario song.
0: Not really. I think really the entire Mario Kart soundtrack is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the one I think that's really good. Um, I know it's been probably memed a lot, but Coconut Mall. Like, <laughs> honestly, Coconut Mall is is fantastic. I've also been listening to um, the soundtrack to Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game.
1: You've um, mentioned it quite a bit past couple of weeks i know you're obsessed
0: with it it's funny because i beat it already as scott and i started playing again earlier today as ramona (laughs) but really uh, yeah the the whole soundtrack from Anamanaguchi is on spotify and it's so good i i I can't get enough (laughs) like i literally remember just sitting down doing my french homework to that whole soundtrack and it it just it's so good. Uh, there's, this, there's a track on there called Rock Club that is from the third level where you're going up against... Um, you're in, like, Leo's Palace and you're about to go face, like, uh, Todd and Envy and Lynette, Guy and all them. Uh, the whole mm-hmm. Clash demon and Head band. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's heaven. <laughs> See, don't hate me. I've never watched that movie all the way through.
1: Not because I didn't, oh my gosh, your face just fell. <laughs> Not because I didn't like it, but because like, I don't know, I've only ever caught parts of it. Mm-hmm. Like, ground.
0: Oh no, I definitely wouldn't hate you for that. I'm sorry uh, if that
1: changes the way you see me in any sense.
0: No, no, no. I'll fix you, it. You, you don't have to. Um, I would also recommend um, reading the graphic novels. There's a lot of stuff in the novels that they didn't put in the movie. But I think I also learned here pretty recently that um, they actually took lines from the movie and put it in the novel because they they finished the script to the sixth or to the movie before Brian Lee O'Malley finished the sixth novel, uh, like the end the end part to the Scott Pilgrim series. It's
1: like it's like Game of Thrones all over again. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how would you describe the? Um, Your experiences with music, like growing up, I'd say, like how your how your style has like changed as you went through like middle school and high school, and basically stuff that you remember listening to at an early age.
1: Maxwell, buckle up, buckle up. So I come from a very musical family. Um, My oldest brother, he's eleven years older than me, and uh, we did the math. My family had been in choir for eighteen years, so my entire Life up until graduation, my family was involved with the mm-hmm. choir. So I've always loved music. Like my family and I, we would be washing dishes together because we don't have a dishwasher. Of course we don't. We live out in the country. They, My parents were like, you're fine. You can live without it. But we would be listening to System of the Down one moment, and then we would be listening to Simon and Garfunkel right, right next to yeah. it. Like, just two very different types of music. And, you know, growing up, there was always music that you could play around your my parents and music that you couldn't. So whenever I would be dro- driven around by, like, my siblings, they would always play the music that we weren't allowed to play around my parents. And I had no idea what it was because it was all in their MP3 players. But I'm saying growing up, you know. Uh, I, there's a lot. Main ones that come to mind, you know, I was a Johnny Cash girl from yeah. day one. He's awesome. Once again, Simon and Garfunkel, they're amazing. sitting them down, Lincoln Park, Breaking Benjamin. I really like ninety-eight nine the Bear and all that they had to offer me. <laughs> but um I don't know, I I was never really into like the more household names of music. Like, you know, some people are like, man, I love the Beatles, and I've never really gotten into them. And I think that's really influenced the music that I listen to now, because I'm not listening to what everyone else listens to, which I know sounds very pick-me-girl, and I'm different, but maybe it's because I'm just not cultured. (laughs) Who's to say? Mm -hmm. But... It's literally all over the board. Going from, you know, growing up in that choir family, I know more choir songs than I do pop songs. And, which is weird, because we do pop songs in choir. Mm -hmm. But I digress. Um,
0: I remember that, though. I remember um My when I was the, when I was in high school, we sang I was I part of choir my senior year, and one of the songs mm-hmm. we sang was "Gone Gone Gone" by Philip Phillips.
1: Um, to be honest, I hear <laughs> you.
0: I have nothing in Philip Phillips.
1: He's fine, but whenever you take a choir and you try to incorporate like pop songs with it, when it's obviously not meant for a choir. Oh, it hurts me so much. And as I said before, entire life revolved around choir. So, like high school, uh, my freshman, sophomore and senior year, I made it into OMEA District 3 Honors Choir, which that is a choir made up of 25, well, 100 people, 25 from each section of choir. And sopranos, very hard to get into that because there's a lot of girls auditioning for the soprano right. roles. Um, so I got to do so much amazing music with so many amazing choir directors during that time. I don't remember half of it because I've blocked out so much of high school, but but I still have all the sheet music from it mm. and they make my heart really happy. Because those are the times when else are you going to be able to sing in Russian or in French and like, like it's so cool. I think it's amazing how much I was exposed to just because I don't know. I just did it. Yeah. You know, if you're just put in situations, you you just do it. I don't know what any of those words mean, but I sang them.
0: And they do the same thing with a uh, right state choir as well. Like a lot of stuff we had to sing for Christmas, it was basically a lot of um, a lot of French stuff.
1: You gotta love the French; it's very in oh, German
0: too. That was that, that was big. I remember that German. There was some Aladdin,
1: right. all that. Yeah, man, I love it. But I would say. Going back to your question, I'm so sorry. I've been spiraling. You're fine. That's what Um, we do. (laughs) Yeah. State music tastes, how it's evolved and everything, it's just all over the board. Nothing makes sense. I will listen to everything and anything except for jazz. I'm really not a jazz person. That's about it. Throw me into any situation with any music, I'm good.
0: Have you ever heard of a song called uh I don't I don't know if you've heard the song, but it's by uh, Michael Haggins. And it's called Daybreak. It's it's a smooth jazz song, but give me a little taste. Ba, give me a little taste, ba, ba, go ahead. I will have to send it to you after this is over, but it's so good. They actually featured it a lot.
1: That was really the reason good, I Max knew about Pope? it is
0: because they featured in in the show community. So
1: mm, I've been told to watch that several times. I just haven't found time for it yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to check mm. that out though, because I want to get into jazz. Like it's such a cool topic. Like it's such a cool genre of music. But it goes over the head. Oh.
0: Uh. What would you say are some artists that have influenced you?
1: Who? Now or my Just entire Just in general, life? I would say. Okay. Um, as I said before, big Johnny Cash girl. Johnny Cash, my hero. My love. Um, more recently, though, I'd say... I don't know if you're going to know this person. Uh, her name's Ashniko. She is absolutely insane. Mm. And I love her. I think I've heard of her. What kind of music does she um, do? <laughs> I don't know how to explain oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's very aggressive, but at the same time, Positive. I will send you some for music because I don't know the rating of this podcast. Uh, it's not, it's
0: it's not explicit. <laughs> I, I specifically marked as not explicit when I was pointing up to distribute. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep it at this that. It sounds
0: similar to like a poppy. Um, but there
1: are a lot. Of... Yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's very uh, female-oriented music that's very aggressive, but still, yeah, poppy.
0: I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it. like not necessarily poppy, like like the style, but I'm talking about like the singer, poppy. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that—that that very aggressive, yeah. um, positive. Uh, it's it's kind like a rockish metal, I'd say. Like, it's it's. Yeah, it's really-
1: Whenever. I Poppy, I just think of her, her YouTube videos where she's just standing there. Is that the yeah. same person? Same person. <laughs> I didn't know she made music. Yeah. I had no idea. She kind of, she kind of scares me a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that makes sense. Um, <laughs> that's random.
1: Um, but. Other people, some some of the main people that I've listened to over the past years, Bogo Johnson. I don't know if you've oh, heard, yeah, of heard of him. Yeah. A lot of people don't like him. I love him so much. There's so there's much to that man that I'm just kind of like, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Which is this very much spoken poetry kind of singing, kind of not, kind of talking. Um, and then Kristen Maroney. It's going up. In. He is my absolute favorite ever. I went to his concert last year. Beautiful man. Very alternative. Like, um, see, I'm bad at trying to describe what types of music these people like, what categories that they fall into. Just because I uh, don't listen to just one, so they all kind of mesh together. More of an alternative. Um, indie ish, soft rock, something like that, maybe, maybe. Looking it up.
0: Yes, i um, I'm. I need to check this out, Dan.
1: God bless you.
0: I I need to get more into indie rock. I uh, I do like that stuff. I know one of my friends uh, recommended I listen to uh, Andrew Bird, but yeah, Uh def- Andrew Bird. Yeah, he's supposed to be pretty good. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to remember what it was actually. No. Okay. The one I'm thinking about right now in my head was not indie rock, but it was close. It was like, like an old seventies thing. Uh, I think it was like, it was like Mm -hmm. commander Cody and his Lost planet Airmen. It was like an old rock band in the seventies. They had a few hits. I remember, um, someone I knew from trivia, uh, was recommending that to me and another guy that uh, my friend I was hanging out with at the time who I brought there, and that works.
1: What an absolutely crazy name.
0: Commander Cody and his Lost Planet Airmen.
1: I love that. It's kind of a mouthful, but, you know, you don't forget it. Oh, yeah, for
0: sure. Is there anything else, any other artists that you would say before we go to the, the feature
1: topic? I gotta think. Give me one second. I'm gonna pull one out of three. Are you ready? ready? We're gonna to go, to, and we're just gonna we're just gonna scroll, and whichever one it lands on, that's the one getting a shout Beautiful. out. The wheel
0: of music. <clears throat> on it because you're probably hearing wheel of fortune sounds
1: oh. in the background. Fortune. Yeah. Um, recently, I've been listening to a lot of Willow Smith. Oh. Which I think. Yeah. Is crazy yeah i absolutely love her music yeah. amazing like i'm not saying that with my hair back and forth was the best song ever but her marceline beautiful the um
0: like wait a, m- yeah, wa- wait a minute yeah wait a minute
1: amazing it's a bop mm-hmm. and then female energy that one's really cool too. Mm-hmm. i just really like her music um, the other one is Corpse, Corpse Husband. Oh, okay. His music very good on the inside. I gotta check. I my gotta, heart. I need mean my heart. gotta check him
0: out. Um, corpse Husband music.
1: Oh my gosh! I
0: I I keep hearing about him. It's yeah. So good. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Um, with uh, Will Smith, I was talking to some of my friends yesterday trying to get. Uh, topics for this uh, podcast, like feature topics, and um, we're talking about like different samples, and I was talking about like we were talking about like how samples <laughs> can like change the original song and like the tone of it. So like, forget me nots going into Young Gravy, forget me thoughts, or Men in yeah. Black theme by Will Smith, or even. He is the greatest dancer by Sister Sledge. Going into getting jiggy with it by Will Smith. Basically, what I said was, Will Smith is Pitbull before he was Pitbull. Because <laughs> just the way he incorporates the samples too. Like look at look at Timber with him and Kesha. Yeah. Or even um, the, the song oh he did gosh. for Men in Black Three. That's ironic, considering both Will Smith and Pitbull did a Man in Black" theme song. But yeah. <laughs> I swear I could talk. <laughs> so weird. I'm,
1: I'm,
0: I'm listening. I'm listening okay. to like my um, my voice back. Sometimes when I'm doing this, I'm just like, I swear I hate my own voice. Why am I hosting a podcast? No, I
1: think Maxwell. You know, whenever I told you, like after I listened to the first podcast. Mm-hmm. I told you I cried, right? Yes. I was like, "Oh my gosh, listen to my child, Maxwell. Listen to him speak. He's doing such a good job. Good job." I'm proud Get of ready you. to cry
0: harder with the next one.
1: <laughs> so excited! Oh, I cried today because a book came out that I didn't know was coming <clears throat> out. I will cry over anything now. Yep. I'm very excited for it. <laughs>
0: to get into the featured topic for today which is our favorite our favorite concerts uh concert we've been to um so i would say starting us off one of my favorite concerts or the first concert i remember going to was trans-siberian orchestra at nationwide arena in columbus i think it was around 2012 and I remember going with my parents oh, wow. and, and my brother. Uh, I remember we just got like packs of peanuts and I'm pretty sure we're being like super, super obnoxious. I feel, I feel like we're, I'm not entirely sure because who brings peanuts or who eats peanuts at a trans-Iberian orchestra concert. But uh, I'm, this is, like, this is like back in the days when I still had a flip phone. <laughs> So, yeah, that was, I just remember that being super fun. And I remember seeing them again, I think it was 17, I'm not entirely sure, whether it 17 or 18, but it was at the Nutter Center. And, gosh, those people put on a hell of a show.
1: And it's all an orchestra, right? Like, it's all, yeah. like, a full orchestra? Yeah. Can you tell me more about it? Like, what type of songs do they do?
0: Um, it's a lot of holiday stuff, uh, like Christmas stuff. Uh, like they do a Christmas canon rock, Carol of the Bells, uh, Wizards of Winter is one of their most well-known pieces. But yeah,
1: um, I have to look that up.
0: Um, Christmas Eve, Sar- Sarajevo. Uh, I think it was. I Don't remember what the year was on it. Uh, Christmas Eve, Sarajevo. I think it's it's nineteen something. Uh, hmm. Oh, twelve twenty-four. Never mind, I was wrong. Um, but yeah, I I think I put that in my um, when I did the article on the top ten holiday songs or top five holiday songs. I'm pretty sure that was in there. I think I, I remember
1: editing that.
0: I love I love TSO on my heart. Um, another one. I went I went to this rather recently. I think this was the most recent concert that I went to. Um, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, My friend, my mom's friend, who's also my friend's mom, um, it's weird, uh, we, she had, uh, tickets to go, or extra tickets to go see Kelly Clarkson at U.S. Bank Arena in Cincinnati, so we're just like, yeah, yeah, it's great, let's go, (laughs) and, yeah, that was super cool, because they had, um, Bryn Cartelli as well, I think she won the voice, uh, as kelly clarkson's mentee and then oh what's the girlfriend kelsey ballerini um who is honestly something else i remember literally always being on the bus in like junior high high school listening we'd listen to k99.1 fm and her song love me like you mean it would come on i actually really unironically love that song and like i hate country but i actually really like kelsey ballerini as an artist. And hearing her do that live was, like, incredible. And this was probably about two days after I ended up being broken up with. It was, like, March of 2019. And um, the last song that Kelly Clarkson did was Since You've Been Gone. And me and my mom are literally over here belting this song out with Kelly, like, (laughs) insanely. I'm over here wearing a friggin' Rush t-shirt. (laughs) <laughs> like, living the life, living the dream. It was more than fantastic. It was surreal.
1: Concerts are literally the best things ever. They're such, they're such an outlet for any expression that you have of any sort. I love them.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say are some good concerts that you've been to or that you have a lot of good memories of?
1: Well, I... I would say best concerts I've been to that I absolutely loved um, were the most recent concerts that I've gone to. So I went to a Young Gravy concert last year, two years ago. I don't know, pre-pandemic, you know. And I want to say it changed my life because it definitely did change my life. I was in either Columbus or Cincinnati, I completely forget. I didn't care, I wasn't driving. I was going along to see gravy. It was a present from my friends for my 20th birthday. Like they paid for the Airbnb, they paid for my ticket. It was the sweetest thing ever. We got there and the energy was just so intense. Like it was just, we were all packed into this uh, auditorium area, area and I'm really good with crowds. I love crowds. It's wonderful. I'm, I'm small. I can fit through them easily, but it's not really great when you have to move five people through a crowd when half of them are like over six foot tall. Not the best. But I was able to get my friends into the middle of everything and just like gravy. One of the songs that he played beforehand was Gary Come Home. And that was the funniest thing I have ever experienced. It was a, this entire building filled with millennial Gen Z age people just screaming, singing at the tops of their lungs, Gary, come home from Spongebob. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. It was the best day of my life. I still have videos on my phone. The audio is terrible. But... Just the memories. Amazing.
0: That's I love the
1: Yeah. And like we I got separated from my friends because there was a mosh pit, and of course I'm going to join join the mosh pit. Of course I'm going to join it. And Gravy ended up splitting the entire crowd of people. He's like, I'm gonna be Moses for a second, and we're like, that's fine, dude. Do whatever you want to. Then we mosh pitted, and then I got separated. And then he had everyone crouched down together and we were all going to like jump whenever like the bass dropped or whatever. And my best Mm -hmm. friend, Trindy, everyone was, you know, crouched down around her and she's on her tiptoes, scanning the crowd, looking for me, going, Roxanne, Roxanne, where are you? Get over here. We can't find you. People are yelling at her. People are pulling her down saying, you need to sit down. We like, we need to go down. And I was just like 20 feet in front of her, linking arms with these two guys. I'm like, Hey, we're best friends now. Is that okay? Just the entire environment of concerts is just something of you're here to enjoy yourself and the music Mm -hmm. and the pieces that come along with it. And then the second concert that I went to uh, pre-pandemic, they were like back to back, honestly. I went to the Bristol Maroney. Bristol Maroney concert. His name just doesn't sound right in my mouth, and I'm not really sure why. But that was in... Was that in Cleveland? Maybe. I'm really bad with states. Not... Holy... Wow. Mother of Lambs. Um, it was Cleveland. But... It was in this tiny hole in the wall bar. Absolutely loved it. It was, there was maybe 50 people there, max. And I think that was my favorite concert to date because it, it was so close knit. And, you know, if you really love someone's music, like how I love Freaking Out on the Interstate or June or Rose or literally any of his songs, you know, it, it's it's so much more personable than going to a giant sold-out concert. Just a bar in Cleveland. Hanging out. But I tried getting merch afterwards. And one of the worst parts about going to a hole-in-the-wall establishment for concerts is that everyone was very laid-back. And I tried buying a um, like a literal cassette tape of all of his music. But one of the girls was flirting. One girl was flirting so hardcore with the band that opened for them, and no one was talking to me because everyone was focused on you know each other. And I'm sitting there, just going, "I just want to buy cassette tape. I, this is all that I really want in my life. This baby powder pink cassette tape. That's all that I need." I was so sort of fit because our you know our Uber was coming. too stressful. But, you know, it was a perfect night. It was just me and my friend in Cleveland alone. I don't know how we survived, but we did. (laughs) Loved it. Um, That's cool. I think
0: merch tables with um, concerts can be super super interesting because there can be times when you're going to one in, like like, a diner or, like, an actual, like, music venue that's, like, closed in. Um, mm-hmm. or there, you can go to one that is like this big open place uh, for example um, so I remember going to this was a while ago I think this is in 20 okay when, when did Stan Lee die I'm trying to remember this um, I swear there's a good reason I say that I think, I
1: think it, was it was 2020
0: I, I remember him dying a couple of years ago I think
1: we it, have 20, the internet was it
0: 20, we can look this up was it 2018 or... I think it was 2018, but it could have been 2019. I could be wrong. Oh
1: my it god, it's in 2018. Yeah. November
0: 12th. Yeah.
1: How is that long?
0: Uh, okay, good. November <laughs> family. Awesome. Um, but I remember it was... So... I remember being at work. I think this was in, like, the summer of 18. And my friend Jared... Um, also known as Dr. Metal on, um, Rock and Raider. Uh, yeah. yes, he had his own nickname. It was great. Um, he had texted me, uh, when I was at work and he was like, Hey, um, looking to go to, or he, he was talking about like a, a death metal concert. Cause he's super into death metal and it was, uh, Cannibal Corpse was the headliner. Hmm. It was, it was at Scully's Music Diner in Columbus in November And I'm not the hugest fan of death metal, like, uh, but again, I don't don't really listen to it a lot. But I'm, I'm like doing, I'm, I'm ready for anything for a concert. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it! And I think it was called Harm Harm's Way. I think was one of the opening bands, and then the other one was Hate Eternal. But I remember this place is just packed because it's just this kind of closed-in music venue. Um. And we're over here by, like, some mirrors, like, really, really close to these mirrors that are, like, in the in the diner um, that are still near the stage that we're just, like, viewing, like, hate, eternal harm away from. And we're able to actually get into the, like, actual, like, main audience part, which is, like, the big open thing. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, but there's so many people there we had to like weave through. I remember us literally like, so the way school is done is you have like this, this, um, I don't know how I'm going to explain this audibly, but you have this (laughs) big open part on the bottom and there's a stage and then you have, uh, two sets of stairs and then there's like a upper part, um, and in the upper part, they had, like, the merch table and stuff, and, like, T-shirts and stickers and all that, and t- patches. Um, and I remember, like, we, like, went up the, up the stairs trying to get merch, and they also sold earplugs for, oh. like, $2. It was either $1 or $2, because, you know, this is a death metal concert. Of course, they're going to have, they're going oh um, to be super loud. So I remember we got... We got that, and then I remember buying a, a patch. I think it was, like, two bucks. I probably still have it somewhere somewhere here at my house. And yeah. uh, we literally just had, like, snake down. Well, no, I bought the patch first, and then we had to snake down. And then I had to come back up to get earplugs so I wouldn't like my ears wouldn't die, like, snaking mm-hmm. through these people. And then you are mentioning Mosh Pits earlier. So the very last song that Cannibal Corpse played – was the song called Hammer Smashed Face <laughs> and um,
1: that sounds like a great mosh pit
0: song it really was and um, I, I didn't really want to get pulled into it because like oh god I really don't want to do this and he's getting into it because he loves his stuff and literally it's like a freaking typhoon just get sucked into that first ever mosh pit <laughs> I ever experienced oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I literally no, no clue what to do. And um everyone at the end was just like super sweaty. We're like pushing each other all around and then I got like knocked back and then they brought me back up. <laughs> <laughs> and after the after the concert, we're all just like super sweaty and we're actually in the diner and I find Jared next at this uh like right in front of the record store, it's next door. I'm like what the hell did you get me
1: into?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And then the, the, uh, the day after that, I remember we went hiking with some friends of ours um, and this girl I was dating at the time and our whole friend group. And then I remember we went to, I think we went to the mall Um. after a little bit and then we figured out the Stanley died. I was like,
1: damn it. Oh, yeah, equivalent oh. exchange. That's all that was. Yeah. That was fun. Painful. Um, so my brother, the one that's closest to me in age, he's also um, a Wright State alumni, which is pretty cool. Um he goes to Rock on the Range like every year. He absolutely loves it. Um he went to a concert in California for System of the Down which he was like, how can you not go to that? I mean, how can you not go to that? And he was saying like in California for the concert, it was so much tamer compared to what our concerts are like here. And he's like, I really just wanted to start a good mosh pit. And he decided in the middle of this huge group of people that he was going to yell in California, I voted for Trump just to get people riled up, and it didn't even work. And this is the worst day ever. (laughs) But (laughs) so many stories of, you know, going to concerts and going into mosh pits and, you know, are they called like death walls and stuff like that? And there have been times when people have absolutely almost been trampled to death. Like he was, he tries to maintain outside of, you know, the mosh pits, keeping everything in line, picking people up, setting them down, you know, keeping them bouncing everywhere. And everyone in this, you know, area had been plowed over because people were pushing so hard to get to the front. Mm -hmm. And Andy was sitting there. He's like, I lost everyone that I went to, to this concert with couldn't find them anymore. It was too big of an area. He's like, I was scared for my life. But, you know, he was constantly helping pick people up for like maybe 45 minutes. Didn't even get to watch the band. And he's like, it was the worst thing ever. And he lost his shoes. Some woman tried you know, pulling herself up, grabbed his necklace, pulled it off Pocahontas style and just like broke it. It's like this. Really sucks, but I mean, he still goes back. He still goes back. He loves it too much, and I don't blame him.
0: That is awesome. Um, what would you say is the most high-profile act that you've gone to see? I've got, I've got a couple. You started off.
1: You started off.
0: Okay. Um, the first one I think of is. Well, okay, other than Kelly Clarkson, because obviously that one's pretty high profile. Um,
1: mm. Billy Joel. <gasps> you lucky dog.
0: That was, I think it was... You lucky dog. Early, it was, I think, 2016, if I remember right. It was, like, early April, because my friend Gabrielle has a birthday, like, a week before mine. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, like, her birthday present, but also kind of mine, too. And... Uh, i'd i figured out about it and or I basically just like figured stuff out and like from Facebook and all that and from like conversations and I was like sherlock Holmes in it together like you know that the um the meme is like the lady in the Brazilian telenovela like with the different equations yeah. That's basically <laughs> me, and I come to the conclusion that um we're gonna just go see Billy Joel and <laughs> they're like, damn it. <laughs> Damn, good. But yeah um i remember yeah we will, we all went to go see billy joel that day um, and it was like five of us it was me gabrielle i think my friend morgan went and then uh i forget if my mom went but there was a, at least a few of us it was a while like it was like five years ago wow and um i remember we were kind of late for the show i think we only missed like the first couple songs and he didn't have an opening act from what i remember because, um, uh, what was it? We actually went to go this, um, this was in Cincinnati, so we went to go to this place called The Taste of Belgium, uh, which Mm -hmm. is, it's like a waffle restaurant, Uh, which I think is ironic. We were actually talking about that place in my French class the other day (laughs) because we were doing presentations on it. Do they have chicken and waffles?
1: Yes, they do. Do they have chicken and waffles there? Okay, yes. my sister has gone. He absolutely loves it. Oh my god, it's the greatest! It it's the greatest
0: thing ever. Um, <laughs> I think it's like right downtown Cincinnati or somewhere around there. And um, oh gosh, yeah, I remember he played like Piano Man, We Didn't Start the Fire, uh, Just the Way You Are. I feel like he did. She's Always a Woman, but I don't entirely remember. I know that's one of my gotta be one of my favorite Billy Joel songs but I love him. uh, God, it's incredible. Um, And then uh, the second one was Judas Priest. Oh, Um, it was Judas Priest and Deep
1: Purple.
0: Uh, It's an old band from the, from the Um, eighties. But they're still going. They actually just released a, a new album, but they had like a bunch of hits, like breaking the law, Living after midnight, you got another thing oh. coming.
1: Breaking the law, breaking the law. See, I'm terrible because, like, I know what the music is. I just never know, like, artists. Mm-hmm. I've ne- I can remember what the bands are, who the artists yeah. are, but yeah. I love music. So
0: I don't know. Um, it doesn't make it sense. Was, it was them and Deep Purple, um, which was kind of incredible, and. Um, we actually did this, we went, this was like a band my dad really loved and uh, I've kind of grown to really love based on him. And, um, this, I believe we went to go see this on the anniversary of, uh, when he passed away. Um, he, he, he died on the 21st of August of 16 and we went to go see it on the 21st of August. I think it was 2019 if I remember right. Okay. And, uh, kind of like servants of tribute to him because uh, yeah. they were like hey we gotta do this gotta do this for Kevin and um, that was actually the opening stop of their tour um, really? I, yeah I think it was like 80 bucks a ticket if I remember right because I think we had like 240 for three of us for me, my mom, and my oh. brother and then we brought we brought Jared along as well because he was a big fan of them and that was at Riverbend which was really really cool to be honest with yeah you. Um, just to be able to see this um, these um, these people that you've grown up liking for so long uh, like you're mentioning I no, you mentioned it but I believe you've got the same sentiment right like you 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 yeah. grew up with people for so long and you go and see them in concerts it's just like a surreal experience
1: it's so different it's amazing mm-hmm.
0: just
1: everything that goes into it it's it's so cool that's all I can say
0: um they yeah like living after midnight you got another thing coming Uh, a lot of stuff from their new album firepower and then deep purple comes out with highway star like wow (laughs) but we left like halfway through because um traffic at riverbend cincinnati is kind of bad and um (laughs) I don't we didn't catch them play smoke on the water I kind of wish we did but eh. mm-hmm. the guy who sang for The Purple I forget his name but he was like 73 at the time which is kind of insane mm. that this dude who's like yeah. in the 70s still sing as well as he could like holy hell yeah but I I remember oh gosh I remember me and Jared we went to the the, the merch table that they had which was the big huge kiosk thing at riverbend and uh I, th- I think patches were like 10 bucks i think shirts were like 40 or 50 and yeah i think he bought like 50 bucks worth of stuff which was, I, th- I thought about it but then yeah, i didn't really have a lot of money at the time so that would have been really <laughs> cool um
1: yeah that's one of the things you have to remember about concerts if you want to get a cool like shirt or something you need to bring enough money for it it's heartbreaking
0: uh, what, would, what would you say for the most high-profile concert you've been to? Or high-profile okay. high artist you've seen in concert?
1: So, I haven't actually been to that many concerts in my life. But every single one that I've gone to, I've loved. Um, I'd say the most high-profile one was actually the first one that I've ever gone to, which was Ed Sheeran. Which...
0: No friggin' way.
1: Yeah. Ed yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh I went God. with my, my boss's daughter, mm-hmm. which she's the same age as me. We graduated together. Um, right. And my boss was like, hey, you know, we have an extra ticket. Do you want to go? And I was like, sure. Why, why not? Why not? So we ended up going. I have no idea what, where it was at. I, my memory is so bad but it was so amazing this entire arena at football field was just filled up with people and i just got chills and it was it was such a good concert it was amazing and how long ago did you guys go, see him um i'm going to say a solid it might have been 2018 or 2017 I was still in high school.
0: That's probably around like the thinking out loud era, I'd say.
1: Yeah, with the division sign. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I got one of those shirts. And then I was dating a guy at the time. And he borrowed the shirt for something and then he never gave it back. So, Alex Waltmeyer, if you're out there, give me back my shirt. I want it. I paid for that. It was expensive.
0: Oh, hold up! Thinking Out Loud is actually from uh, Multiply.
1: Oh, well, it was...
0: Provide oh, was a Shape of You. That's what it was. That was a Shape of You era.
1: And, like, I don't listen to Ed Sheeran that much, but I felt obligated to since I was going to his concert and then, you know, it just got my entire music bank was just replaced with meme music because I think songs are funny and
0: I should laugh whenever I'm listening to them. Like, um, I think a big one would be, I don't know if you've ever heard of this artist, but Da Vinci's Notebook? No. Oh, God. Uh, It's an acapella group, but they do some meme music, and it's super funny. They have a song called uh, Enormous enormous Penis. If I have to break this out, I will. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's
0: such a How funny song. It to the other Friggin' classic, honestly.
1: For those of you that do not see the video of this, but, um, Maxwell and I just definitely danced to that. You're welcome. Just you have a visual of two people just swaying back and forth.
0: That one, another Irish drinking song. Um, title of the song... And then they did a cover of Joe Jackson. Is she really going out with him? Oh my God. It's so good.
1: What do you think about Weirdo?
0: Weirdo? Oh God. I I love him so much. (laughs) Mandatory Fun (laughs) is literally one of my favorite albums I've ever heard. Uh, Genuinely.
1: I love Amish Paradise. I've made a fool of myself singing Amish Paradise at parties before instead of, like, the actual Gangster's Paradise. A fool, I'm telling you. <laughs> I didn't care.
0: Oh, my God. Still don't.
1: It's a great song.
0: Or, like, um... What's that? Why Nerdy is just absolute classic. You, you really can't is. go wrong with it. Or even... Oh, what's that called? Even, like, um... This was a while ago, but actually, no, it wasn't. It was, was that 2019, if I remember right. Um, it was around the time that um, uh, James Olsauer was on Jeopardy, and he kept winning constantly. And mm-hmm. he was up to 30, 32 games, and he lost the 33rd one. And you know what I played? I lost on Jeopardy.
1: <laughs> but we're down here today.
0: Because y- you have to. Oh,
1: man. That's perfect. Um, one of my favorite ones from Weird Al, like a family classic, is uh, Your Horoscope for Today. Um, all right. I have very core memories of going to church, listening to Weird Al Yankovic's Your Horoscope for Today, and all of my siblings singing these, word for word, singing these demented horoscopes for each sign if you guys haven't listened to it i highly suggest it figure out what your horoscope is based on anything i'm a virgo and i hope that mine never happens so have fun with it
0: i'm gonna have to check that out that sounds interesting That's it for the second topic that we are doing today, the featured topic where we talk about concerts. And now let's get on to the third and final segment uh, where we, we ask this question to each and every one of our guests, even though we've only had two so far. So this mm-hmm. is a question that each and every person receives. Roxanne, tell me a story about a song that changed your life.
1: Well, are you ready? Ready. I I have to think about which story I want to tell with this song because I was listening to it on repeat. And um, we'll go with this one. Um, So there's a song by Bristol Maroney called Small Talk. And it talks about, it's a storyline about... um, you know, people that used to be friends, used to be lovers, used to be any type of relationship, coming back together, seeing one another, and then just going, I don't really want to talk to you right now. I would prefer not to. Um, right. It's one of those conversations that you're like, man, I really don't want to be here, and I'm going to let you know that I don't want to be here. Absolutely wonderful. And ever since I listened to that song, I was working at an egg processing plant and I was cleaning the machines, the packers of their egg goo. And I heard that song at work and I stopped and I went, I'm allowed to say, I want to quit here because I hate it here. (laughs) I won't name the business, but you know, Mm -hmm. listening to that song, hearing someone being able to say like, Hey, this really sucks. And I don't want to do this anymore completely changed my life which sounds so simple and so ridiculous that that's the moment that helped me become a better person but it was it, it made me realize that I don't have to be a people pleaser all the time right. I can say wow as as I've been repeating this sucks I want to go home right and uh, it's just it helped me tremendously. What's yours? Um
0: that's a good question. This is probably I would say my favorite song. Um I would say Don't Stop Me Now, The Queen. Because
1: that's a great uh, song.
0: Yeah. I didn't really listen to that a lot. Like I've listened to Queen pretty much all of my life and like Bohemian Rhapsody, another one by Sudust. Uh But recently I've gotten, like, into, like, that Don't Stop Me Now and, like, Good Old Fashioned Loverboy, too. That's another one that I really love. And I think that really is, like, my theme that I have because um, I, I try to be optimistic. Like, e- even when life gets you down and... Keeps you wearing it frown. The gravy train is passing you by. <laughs> uh, who that is relevant? I swear. Um, but e- even when life <laughs> gets you down, you got it. That is that's basically the the song. Like, hey, I'm gonna do whatever I want. You, you literally cannot stop me. I'm gonna I'm gonna have the time of my life here. And yeah. that was that was just amazing. I don't remember the first time I heard that song though. It's it's been a while.
1: Well, who does? Um, I feel like Queen has nice. just been embedded into everyone's heads since since they yeah. were born. Uh, like who doesn't know about Queen? Hmm. Especially after January Bohemian Rhapsody came out. I don't know. Oh, I know that was such a good
0: movie. That's a. I thought
1: it yeah.
0: Was. I don't know. Some people are critics, but. I, I have mixed feelings about it, but I, I mean that's it's still pretty good. Um like honestly the value <laughs> plate by May is just so spot on. But uh yeah, I I agree. I feel like everyone even though there's people like on the um on YouTube mm. that have uh that have videos like first time hearing Bohemian or It's like, I'm sorry, no, this can't be the first time you're hearing this it's embedded into society that's just what it is
1: it's like whenever you got a new iPod and they gave you the U2 album with it (laughs) like that's what Bohemian Rhapsody and Queen is That's, (laughs) that's that's what they put in whenever we were born forget the microchip we just have Queen
0: yeah I remember one of the first albums that I ever bought like actually bought for myself, um, I think was Queen's. I feel I'm trying to remember if I bought it for myself. But my parents bought it for me. But one of the first albums that I remember actually like really owning that I didn't get for Christmas was mm-hmm. Queen's The Platinum Collection. So the Volume One, Volume Two, and Volume Three: The Greatest Hits. Fantastic. <laughs> uh,
1: what was it on? Uh,
0: it was on CD, from what I remember. Okay. I remember having like In the Lonely Hour, Let's um, Up On's Mothership with a big one, The Essential Billy Joel. Um, I remember one of the ones I got for Christmas was, uh, what's it called? Dark, Dark Necessities album, The Getaway by the Chili Peppers. I remember I literally requested that <clears throat> for like six months, and my, my brother got me the album and a Chili Peppers t shirt. And that was like the best day of my life. But yeah, it's a good it brother, was, indeed. Uh, probably because I wouldn't shut up about that because she'll be her life. So I remember one of the first vinyl records I ever bought was, or one of the ones I remember. Like, okay, I don't know if it's one of the first ones I ever bought, but but I feel like you, we would remember this because um, when I did the Blind Rage Records article, oh yeah, um, so they not dead and um i remember i bought a bunch of albums from there um so like i could listen to like kind of jumpstart my vinyl collection i think i had like five albums at the time so i wanted to put a lot more on there and two of the ones that got were uh it was news of the world and the uh night at the opera oh, which was nice. which was in both super good albums I think I did Night at the Opera for the Retro Rewind during the summer, and that was, like, everyone's heard Bohemian Rhapsody, like you said, but how many people have heard, like, how many people have heard God Save the Queen or The Prophet's song or hell even 39 or even Good Company? Like,
1: I don't, I won't even lie. I, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I'm a fake fan. Oh, no. that. So sorry.
0: I can tell if you're being sarcastic or not.
1: Both. Both. See, Maxwell, this is so much fun because I can talk to you not in, like, the Guardian level. Mm-hmm. Do you understand me more? Has this yes. helped you?
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it's helped me understand you, too, so it works out.
1: Yeah, we're good. Mm-hmm. This is good. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. So that is our, our podcast today. <laughs> uh, we have come to a conclusion. And uh, – before we leave, I would like, uh, Roxanne, is there anything that you would like to promote on today's show? Like any projects you're I working would. on?
1: Yes. Um, hello, once again, this is Roxanne. I am saying go check out the Wright State Guardian. Um, I am the Right Life and Laker Life editor for the Wright State Guardian. Um, if you're ever in the Salina area or Midwestern Ohio, yeah, that's where we're at. Okay, cool. Um, feel free to check out section, see any businesses that you want to check out, any news from there. Um, and also, while you're at it, go to a public library. When's the last time you checked out a book? Go. Go on. Go do it. The librarians will love to go see get your you. Boots just wear your mask. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Just go on. Support them. Be there for them. They need you. They love you. Oh, maybe i can't speak for everyone but you know do what you can with what you got check out the guardian and uh yeah no that's it that's all
0: <laughs> uh remember to check out uh my brother who is the producer of this podcast uh jack padden and he also does he got some stuff on spotify uh, one of my friends dylan um goes by easy boy and Jack does producing for him, um, and he's got a couple of songs on his regular Spotify. So definitely go check it out, um, and check out this podcast when it's available on Apple Music, uh, eventually. Because um, Apple Music does it differently. Because I do it through Anchor, so I have to actually like manually go in and do it. So we'll have to do that. Uh, Spotify. I
1: don't even know what um, that means.
0: Apple Music, Spotify, uh, I think Google Google Podcasts here shortly, uh, Anchor, really any place you find podcasts. We're going to have it up here shortly. In the meantime, uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and uh, see you all next week. Good night.